target. Maximum firepower. Okay, well, I haven't even looked at the notes yet. I mean, I am. I guess I am looking at the notes. Oh, I love that. Welcome to Brace for Impact, where we have no show notes. Is is still still here? I forgot to change it. I actually I didn't expect um, new stuff to drop this second. Um, dude, uh, they just got here, so I haven't even looked at them yet. I just copied them. Yeah, ninety points. That you got your ninety point venator, dude. So happy. Okay. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Brace for Impact podcast, where we show you how to be better at Star Wars Armada. Today we've got two segments. We're going to go over our most recent battle report on our YouTube channel, which is match number 13, and we're going to cover some of the new announcements for the upcoming wave of Clone Wars, uh, which is Clone Wars Wave 2. So just to kind of roll us into the match, what did you think of... Episode 13, Bailout versus Machine Spirit. I thought this was another like really great match where a lot of stuff was going on. And it just really shows how the improvements that have come with Armada 1.5 and Clone Wars is just really the direction that the game should be going. Because it always feels yeah. like no matter where you are in the game, you at least have some kind of response or something that you can do. If your ship gets shot, doesn't mean it's going to die right away without you being able to use it at all. And you can normally have like a decision like whether you want to activate that crippled ship for its last turn and do something decisive with it, or maybe activate a different ship. You might think you can, you can kill the other opponent's ships before it can get to that really uh, crippled one. It's just it, yeah. it feels really good. Squadrons feel amazing now because you know they actually have to deal with each other. So you've got a whole squadron game going on. It's great. It's great. I agree. About this match specifically, I reviewed it and I should have attacked the Venator. Instead of instead of double arcing on the consular. You're talking because about the at the end of the game. I'm talking, yeah, I'm talking about the end of the game. Whatever, whatever. So we're talking about round five? Mm-hmm. Where the consular is, you have it double arced. This is basically like yeah. one of the last decisions you make. Yeah. Like an hour and 15 minutes into the video, the consular is double arced by your thingamabob. Mean yeah. Thingamabob, Jesus. You're... You're saying your side arc should have shot the Venator. Why? Because I had first player. Mm-hmm. So you had already gone with like all your stuff. Mm -hmm. Consular went. So I double arc the Consular. Still don't kill it. Right. But if I had shot the Venator, I could have done a side shot to the Venator again at the top of round six mm -hmm. to kill it and then front arc the Consular again. And ram it and kill it. And ram it and kill it. Yeah. Because the consular absorbed two shots, but I, I still could have gotten two shots if I had just waited for the next round, and I didn't, and it lost me the game. Yeah, I would say that's fair. But, like, 
it's hard to see that because I was like, I want to get the consular out the, out of the fucking way because I'm going to ram it and it's going to yeah. damage me and I got all those squadrons. And I just didn't think I... I just wasn't thinking about my first player advantage and that's why I lost. Yeah. Well, rolling back uh, to not the last decision in the game, but maybe some of the earlier ones, uh, you know, you picked contested outpost and you were given the choice between that and I believe precision strike and superior positions what made you pick contested outpost um contested outpost is a limited uh, victory point objective and precision strike and superior positions is not so the maximum right. you could get from contested outpost was uh, 120 right yeah and so precision strike and superior positions don't have a limit and since last time i played with you and i have kind of like this setup of squadrons you just absolutely smash them uh, so picking contested outpost it limits the amount of victory points that you can get. Yeah, and um, I mean, I've seen you run double acclimators consulars before. I know where they can be positioned. I figured at around round four, I would be able to contest the outpost. Right. So it takes the hundred twenty points and makes it more around like you know eighty, which is still like a lot, but. Precision strike and superior positions. There's just no cap to the amount of victory points that you can get. Right. So, and at least contested outposts, I can like kind of get an idea of where your ships are going to go. Yeah, I'm you still know? running into this trouble early in the game of like your separatist squadrons pouncing on one of my ships before my squadrons can get in to defend them, just mm -hmm. via bad positioning. I think it's partly yeah. because I am using every single squadron like deployment before i drop my venators like if i just like dialed that back a little bit i would say your your kind of issue is one you're doing that but like i'm separatist so i'll always have like deployment advantage right but you're still setting them up like like you want to be protected by intel you're put you're pushing them all together yeah just you just got to put like like two ships on the front corners of your acclimators, then it's fucking blocked. Right. It's blocked off. I can't get the sides. I can't get the front. Got to deal with the ships. Yeah. And then, I mean, if you land on them, you just move them forward a little bit, and that's fine. Yeah. My left acclimator, I think, goes down first. I think you've got to put your acclimator on the board, Put some squadrons around it, like within distance two, like you're mimicking a deployment, and then put some maneuvers in and see where the acclimator ends up. And if you smash those squadrons, and yeah. then deploy it like that. You gotta have some barrier because I keep I keep ripping into you with the squadrons like at turn two. I'm just used to side arc ships pushing squadrons yeah. and like front arc ships Being pushing able squadrons. To away. Yeah, like I you know, I have to point my nose a certain way, but that's also the way I want my squadrons to go, and that's kind of annoying sometimes. Yeah, I think you cluster your, your squadrons a bit too much. Yeah, that's fair. But you have a lot of aura abilities that you've got. That you right, want, you know? the two Jedi are giving me that kind of desire, right? Yeah. I think I did a lot better with my bomber command center this game, though. He I stayed did. around a long time, got a lot of rerolls going. But he was still in range to like use his abilities, pass out some tokens. Mm -hmm. Much better deployment this time, yeah. 
So I, I am going to make some changes to the bailout going forward to make I it a little bit more threatening. Made changes to mine. Oh well, I was and just. Would you be sh shocked to hear that I have a generic Belbolab in there? Yeah, that's just terrifying. Actually, what are you doing? Yeah. Generic Belbolab, man. Interesting. Okay. Well, we'll see what what that's all about soon. Yeah, I mean, I think that the acclimators, I think I've, I'm not getting as much value as I want to out of them, and uh, dialing back on how much they help their squadrons and dialing a little bit more into how much damage they're doing with their shots, I think will mm -hmm. lead to a more balanced list. I think you put them too close together, dude. You're, you might be right. You might be right. Like, you keep trying to maneuver them so tightly that you're either like going to be overlapping your squadrons yeah. or overlapping your acclimators. And... Yeah, I also think like ordnance pods um, and quad laser turrets on one of them was a bit overkill. Like your squadrons, yeah, that... once my squadrons engaged them, like there was there was you know there was no reason for all that extra. That that was like unnecessarily anti squadrons. Yeah. Boarding I mean, troopers really good, ended up but... like not really doing what I needed to do because I didn't have a, a front arc shot when I did boarding troopers. So you ended up like surviving and getting away. So yeah, there's, there's some opportunity there and I, you know, it's going to be, I think a better list when I give it some, some tweaking. Next, I think boarding next troopers game. is good on top of also having a squadron dial. Like if you boarding troopers with a squadron token, sapped my fence tokens and then moved in with bombers. I feel like that would be vicious. That does sound vicious, actually. You know? Yeah. It sounds amazing. And even if you do just have a side arc, it's it's still really good. But I don't think that's what happened. No, I had a concentrated thing. Yeah. Co squadron's always better than concentrate when you have all those squadrons, dude. And you know what's crazy is I was so confident I had a front arc shot, I didn't concentrate the side arc shot. <laughs> so I wasted it. That sucks. Mm -hmm. It does. Thank you. <laughs> But I also need to remember that anytime I have more than one squadron to activate, that squadron command is better than concentrate fire. Yeah, it's just always better than concentrate fire because it's a separate attack. Yeah. So even like one vulture is better than concentrate. For my list, I'm gonna look at doing that. I'm gonna look at changing the objectives and uh, and coming up with a way to deal with with my squadrons kind of always being in the wrong spot. So we'll see how this goes when I Bro, revise. How Listen, listen. How did it feel to pull that dirty, dirty evade on me at round five? Uh, with my consular? Yeah. Oh, good. Because that was fucking ridiculous. Yeah. If you haven't watched the, the YouTube video yet, um, I'm front arcing the consular and I roll like accuracy and like four damage with the rest of the dice. And my accuracy is fucking redirect. And nope. I'm like, ah, oh, the evade, it'll be like, whatever. Discards it to reroll two, takes one damage. Yeah. Changes four damage to one. Fuck. That was awful. That was awful. Yeah. That's a yikes for sure, dude. I really like that game. Felt good. All of these Clone Wars games have been feeling amazing. Yeah. For sure. And not just Clone Wars versus Clone Wars, but like even Clone Wars versus Empire or Rebels. 
it feels like everything's been brought down and it's everything's just working like like a well-oiled machine it feels really good for sure all right well that's our recap of match 13 you want to move on to our second segment our main segment the big segment yeah for sure so uh we're going to talk about wave two of clone wars we've got four ships to go over um i guess we can start with the providence class uh what do you think of this new large base ship for the separatists well first off let me just say that uh i fucking called it that they were both going to be large base ships hmm the Providence looks incredible. The, the detailing that they're putting on all of these ships, like all of these newer ships, is so ridiculous. I honestly can't believe that we're only paying like 60 bucks for, for this model. Yeah. Like pre-painted, is, it's ridiculous, actually. But talking about the arcs, it looks like it's got like generic home one arcs just corner to corner yeah three reds a blue and two black out the sides two red one blue two black also like as as we're reading these this is like our first time looking at them because they just came out that's true so y'all are on this journey with us um i think it's got a really amazing um salvo arc which is what i'm going to be referring to the rear arcs as from now on Fair. But it's got red, blue, black salvo. Really good. Really good. And also, I think it should be noted, I don't know if both ships will do this, but the Venator and the Providence both have double commander. Double officer? No, double commander. Oh, two commanders in the box. Yeah. Not See, because Providence, Providence comes with Grievous and Admiral Trench. Ooh, Trench. I'm so excited for that. I also think it's interesting that the Providence class Dreadnought gets Transport, Bombard, Droid as its tags. I know they haven't really like used that for much yet, but it's interesting that it's called Transport. I think we'll, I think we'll see that. Um, so Providence class has nine hull. Well, the Providence class carrier is this carrier and dreadnought i feel mm -hmm. like the carrier is going to be the one with more squadron dreadnought more armament we all know the drill by now um the double, dreadnought double turbo laser has double turbo laser ion and ordnance yeah. with offensive retrofit with the gunnery team slot and officer that is deadly points this is a deadly motherfucker yeah. what the hell and we can see in the spread there's one card that looks like some kind of anti-squadron shield effect. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. That does look cool. And some card that says Jedi hostage, which what we can read is uh, if an enemy ship declares you the target of a non-salvo attack. Um, I think, I guess if you have a defense token ready and then something. it kind of cuts off. It sounds like they'll, they'll have to spend a defense token of their choice to attack you, kind of like... Um, Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. But we'll see what the rest of the text says. I'm a super hyped for Trench, dude. Oh, Trench is going to be amazing. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. 105 points for the 
more expensive of the two, which I think is pretty reasonable considering its battery and it hull. seems it seems pretty wild, yeah. I mean, you put fucking enhanced armament on it, link turbo laser towers. XI7 link turbo laser towers. Yeah, XI7 would be pretty good. Then you get leading shots and ACM. Or it's a contender for swivel mount. Swivel mount ACM. So my problem with swivel mount on this guy and is is I feel like swivel mount is really good on ships that have one arc as its primary focus, and you're just saying, you know what, I'm not going to get a good shot with my other arc anyway. Let me pull it over, right? So the yeah, here's the, here's the acclimator, it's, right? Its side arc is strong and it's wide, and I can I can turn this ship sideways and I can shoot you with squadrons and swivel mount ACMs at long. I feel like this guy wants to double arc. Like everyone wants, everyone wants to double I mean, arc. I understand that for sure. Everyone wants a double arc, but like the acclimator does not want a double arc, right? It's it's not worth the two dice to like potentially like get misaligned on your on your front arc. So I just feel like I would rather like XI seven and LTTs on this uh, particular ship, just just yeah. because of, of like you know LTTs are going to trigger on. You know, both of my double arc shots. I'm not sacrificing a dice somewhere to get it somewhere else. You know, XI7 is going to punch through and I can just accuracy the brace and, you know. I just want to get down party. and dirty with the long range ordinance. Because oh, y'all motherfuckers yeah, yeah, yeah. got to play with that. Y'all, y'all fucking republics. But I haven't been able to, to throw ACMs at long range. And True. I want to experience that. It's amazing. So the Dreadnought has an offensive retrofit. And I feel like the carrier will also have offensive retrofit. It must if it's a carrier, right? It must, and um, yeah, it's it's got um, brace redirect contain that we can see. It's got to have salvo as well, and it's got to have salvo as well. Yeah. Or actually, it could be one of the Clone Wars ships that doesn't come with salvo. No way. And you t- you have to take local fire control. No way. I mean, I don't think that's gonna happen, but it's it's certainly an option just because we can't see the fucking defense tokens. Yeah, I guess that's fair, but I just I don't see it on this guy. But the carrier has double black. That's cool. That's cool. Double black is strong. Oh, it's got it's got double click on one. Yeah, I know. Hmm. Double click on one. I expect this to be a two speed ship. Yeah, I I agree with you. I would be. I mean, it would be really nice if it was three, obviously, but I expect it. To it be it's two. not going to be three. It's going to be like home one speed two, and the carrier might have the um, engine tech slot. Yeah, maybe. But that's that's the most I'll expect. Do you want Let's to talk, talk about, about Grievous? Let's talk about Grievous. Right, General but... Grievous comes with the Providence. Alongside Admiral Trench, but we can't really see his card as of recording right now. He says uh, he's 20 points. When a friendly ship or squadron is destroyed, you can choose one friendly ship or unique squadron at distance 1 to 5 of the destroyed ship or squadron. And if you do, the chosen ship or unique squadron may either ready one of its defense tokens or recover one of its discarded defense tokens and then exhaust that token. It seems good. It seems so fucking good. First of all, he's really cheap, which is good because really his effect isn't insane. And, and the reason why I say it's not insane is because of the timing when it happens. Like when mm-hmm. friend, for example, like friendly ship or squadron. Okay, first of all, any effect that says when a friendly ship is destroyed, like they tend to not be great because in general, I don't want don't my friendly want, yeah, ships to be destroyed, ship. right? Yeah. So if we just say when a friendly squadron is destroyed, 
uh, you can choose a basically any defense token in range five of it and refresh it, right? Yeah. When your squadrons are getting destroyed is the key to this happening because mm -hmm. it gives your opponent the ability to kind of play around with it, right? I can be like, okay, well, I'm going to kill his squadrons and then attack his ships and make him spend his defense tokens after they're destroyed. Yes. Um, so what I feel like um, General Grievous really hits home on is fighter screens. Yeah. So you're getting attacked. Your main Providence battleship is getting attacked. What Grievous does is he allows you to take hits from bombers. And while they're trying to move more squadrons in, they've got to kill your vulture's fighter screens. So you can spend your defense tokens on their squadron command. And while they're killing your vultures, you get those defense tokens readied again. Yeah. And you can use them for the shot that's coming in from the ship. Yeah. It's that's good. What I feel it's like nice his and main cheap. Will be. Good, nice and cheap. He's great. He's great. He synergizes with like a squadron heavy fleet, which you guys don't really have right now. Okay, this is this is what I'm here for. Invisible hand. Invisible hand. I cannot believe how good this card is. Okay. While deploying fleets, if you are in the play area, when you would deploy a squadron with swarm, you may set that squadron aside next to your ship card instead. You may set aside up to five squadrons in this way. And then it says squadron command for each squadron you would activate. With this command, you may place one of your set-aside squadrons within distance three. It cannot move this activation, and if it has AI, increase its AI value by one. Nine points. Title. This is so obscene. I, I will play this the, the first game. I'm going to have Invisible Hand on the table. Yeah. Do, do you, can you comprehend how good this is? So there's a couple scenarios I can think about. One is you think about it like... Uh, rapid launch base, you know, extra plus plus mode, right? Because it gives mm -hmm. them, you know, extra die. But it's a swarm only, which means it's basically vultures. And I actually see it more of a defensive screen of squadrons. Because yeah, that that is also certainly a capability. You can set up set aside five. It can't even dump all five at once. No, 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 no. It has four squadron, and carriers almost always come with offensive, offensive retrofit. So you're talking about, like, oh, expand, okay, yeah. I guess you could expand hangar bay to get up to five. But what I'm saying is, like, you could drop two and just have a screen around your ship and just, like, drop them to prevent enemy squadrons from engaging you. And then they come out, and they just do extra damage to whatever the scariest, like, bomber is or whatever, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, Anakin rolls up in his Y-Wing, and you're just like, actually, I'm just going to drop three vultures here, and they're going to roll you know, AI2 <laughs> extra dice at Anakin uh, seems good. And then even if they, you know, they're maybe not killing him, but, uh, you know, it's going to prevent the enemy bombers from bombing your ship. It's, you know, it's it's a defensive well, screen, right? And then with well, Grievous there... are going to be rolling, like, a blue and three black. Right. Tri-fighters are going to be rolling five dice. Yep. But what I see this as is load up vultures. Yep. And look, Invisible Hand says you may set up to five squadrons this way. Mm -hmm. Invisible Hand activates while deploying fleets. Yep. If the Providence-class carrier has an offensive retrofit, which I'm kind of thinking it, it will not. No way. 
Because if I add rapid launch bays, Invisible Hand can have nine squadrons like that. Right. And then you can use Invisible Hand's ability to sling five, or how many? Yeah, well, you'll, you'll have rapid launch bays, so you'll be able to sling four at, at blue dice range. That's distance three. Yeah. So it's close medium you're setting them up as. Distance one creeps halfway into red dice range. Yeah. So you're going to sling four or five vultures downfield and add five separate single red dice attacks to your, to your attack. Right. And if you want to be like super expensive about it, you can do that with tri fighters and add five black dice. True. Now, I think Tri and, and Vultures are AI squadron only, right? Like, this wouldn't be, yes. like, a bombing the, run it, or anything. No. It would, you can't but, do that with bombers, because there's no bombers with Swarm, but... But it would but be... But you get what I'm saying. Yeah. It's good. It's good. It's so far. Right. I am really here for the interaction between Rapid Launch Bays and Invisible Hand. That's the reason I think that the carrier won't have offensive retrofit, because that seems ridiculous. Well, I don't think you'll be, like... You won't be able to activate, you know, four squadrons via Invisible Hand and then four via Rapid Launch Base at no, the same I'm time. No, I'm saying it would be a super carrier where you sling, you sling four one turn and then you sling four more another turn. Yeah. You know? Considering that like the, maybe you do the fighter screen, the Dreadnought has an offensive retrofit. Like, you don't even need the carrier. You can just do it on a Dreadnought, right? I feel like the Dreadnought will have like two or two squadron or something. Oh, oh I see. No, I, I'm, yeah. there, I don't think I don't see a world where the ship called Carrier can't take boosted comms. I don't know. I mean, in a hyperwave signal boost, hyperwave signal boost for four squadrons. Yeah, it's still shitty, but. So next up is Shumai. What do you think of Shumai for four points after deploying fleets? You may place two non-consecutive round tokens on this card. During each round, matching one of these tokens, while attacking a ship, you may re-roll up to three dice. Four points. I think Shumai's a sexy bitch. That's insane, right? That is insane, dude. So Three dice? Yeah. I'll, so, I'll take turn three and turn five. Thank you. Yeah, you take and Depending turn... on how fast the recusants can go. Um, maybe turn two and turn four. It seems Lovely. so freaking good. Yeah. Yeah, really good. Seems like uh, she would want to be the officer on uh, Providence. Yeah, or any ship. Yeah. Any ship. Three four. dice, any color. Yeah, four points. Really good. She's like better than ordnance experts, you know? It's just only those specific two turns, but still really good. Bro, recusants can take ordnance experts already. Yeah, true. Speaking of recusant, you want to talk about it a little bit? I do. I really do. This is this is my top favorite ship of all time. It's the coolest fucking submarine-looking ship. It's got the the wildest arcs in for any ship. It's almost got like SSD auxiliary arcs. Yeah, I was thinking you that. Know? It is just ridiculous. It looks amazing. And I feel like it'll be amazing. Oh my god, is it 85 points? No way. 
It's not that cheap. It's 85 points, yeah. It's 85 fucking points? Yeah. For the Light Destroyer. Oh my god. I've, I've got to get some comparison. Oh, no way. This is the cheapest fucking large base ship I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, it might be the cheapest. It has an Evade. It's got an Evade. Now, it's, it, probably, it, it probably has Evade Double Redirect. And Salvo? And Salvo, maybe. Imagine it not having a Brace. That would be why it's so cheap, right? <laughs> yeah, because Brace is... Well, it might have Evade Brace Redirect, because yeah. that's the way the hard cells have it set up. I don't know why Evades come first. In my head, Braces come first, then Redirect, then all the other shit. But it could have Brace. It would be weird for a large base ship to not have Brace. Weird for a large base ship to have evade. Um, I'll take three. I'll have three recusants. Yeah. And I'll play all three of them. <laughs> and good luck with that. Uh, it looks like we've got a T-Series Tactical Droid Commander. Yeah. Um, it looks like while friendly ship is attacking a ship, the attacker may add one die to one black die to its attack. And something about defense tokens, but it's all cut off. And then we've got some ugly motherfucker. Yeah. And we've got and then uh, it looks like battle droid super battle wings. Dro like super battle droid boarding team. Yeah. Which it does have gunnery team and offensive retrofit. So, so it could be. It could be a boarding trooper kind of thing. I wonder what it would do. Oh my god, can you imagine boarding trooper recusants? No, I can't. Mm, I can. Oh, it's going to be good. Oh, I'm so happy. Look, this is this is going to be the mainstay of my separatist fleets. Do you think, I think I'll have one it'll be a I think this will be a speed 3, right? It's got to be speed 3. It's a light destroyer, right? It needs to go go go. No, it's got to go 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 go. I think it's got red anti-squadron, one red anti-squadron. Yeah, so that's the support, right? Go. I yep. think that the light destroyer needs like maybe like a one squadron value instead of 3. I don't know. I don't know what the squadron value is going to be for this one. Maybe one or two. Seems like one is really bad. Yeah, but you're. I don't know. The light destroyer. I don't think needs to be pushing squadrons. You got so many other ships that push squadrons. This for me is like pushing, like you know? what if the MC thirty was a large base? You know, that's kind of what I see when I when, what I think of when I see this guy. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like a, too. a, a MC thirty scout front. Yeah, stack more in the front instead of the sides. Dude, you're going to get double arced, and I'm going to be sideways. Yeah, it's going to be hard not to get double arced by this shit. Ah, it's so cool, dude. I think the only way to prevent it is, like, to ram it. Or to just stuff it in, into one single arc, you know? Like, yeah. stuff the front. Yeah, stuff the front or ram so that, like, it can't get its sides to bear. But the front is the scariest part. But, I mean... You take one shot from the front or the front and the side. Right, exactly. Red dice are finicky. I, I think actually this ship would also love Shumai for the rerolls and Ordnance Experts. Like He just needs as many rerolls as possible, right? You put LTT, Shumai, Ordnance Experts, and APTs on here and just like go to town with rerolls. Mm -hmm. Or are you cracking it up, for right? Sure. Oh, I'm for sure going to have Kraken. Kraken, Shumai, Ordnance Experts, fix all the dice, yeah. have three rerolls. So double, double, double fucked. crit hit accuracy. Yeah, you're gonna. It's gonna happen, dude. Oh my god, uh, TRC. 
I'm gonna put TRC oh my on leave god <laughs> no leave go away TRC TRC I'm gonna TRC all right here is my TRC yeah um ACM yeah uh I'm gonna do the boarding troopers or the battle droid boarding troopers Shumai Kraken <sighs> I hate That's that. That's my recusant. I hate everything about that. It's <laughs> so cheap. 85 points. <laughs> it's a large base. Why is it priced? It's it's cheaper than like a fucking victory, dude. I mean, maybe it doesn't have a brace. It's got a brace. It'll have to have a brace. Everything has a brace. Except for Raiders. Oh, no. Raiders even have a brace. Dude, Raiders even have a brace. Everything in the game has a brace except for Flotillas. Everything doesn't have a brace. MC30s and don't Arctic. have a brace. I'm not talking about your cheapo rebel shit. I'm talking about the good stuff. I'm talking about Empire. Dude, this is a fucking victory two cost. I'm paying for a victory two, and I'm getting this. Is this reality right now? Well, now, now think about the victory two. Like, the front arc is six dice. The side arcs are what four dice? Like, it's no, actually side got side arcs are three for a victory. Okay, okay, one less, one less, but it's got more shields on the front. Mm -hmm. It's got the same health or one less. I feel like recusant support destroyer is not gonna have blacks though. They don't have blues, right? Blues and reds. Uh, maybe it could. It could also be the support destroyer. I don't know. It might not have blacks, but I feel like I they're like MC thirties, right? Where they both have blacks. And it'll be blacks and blues. Yeah, but maybe I don't know. It's hard for me to tell. The support destroyer. The way they have it here makes me see makes it seem like that's the cheaper of the two, and it's also three squadron value. So I imagine it having less Dude, firepower. It's cheaper than eighty five points. Maybe the oh, support destroyer is more. I don't know. Dude, I'm, I'll have three. Thank you. I'm, I feel like I'm going to get three recusants and one providence. Yeah. I don't feel like I'll run multiple providences. You never know. They seem really strong, like a brawler, like an MC seventy five almost. Yeah. I'm just, I'm loving it. Well, Rekusen doesn't have the contain like the Providence does, but man. So, I just love that ship. Moving on from your favorite ship to mine, the uh, yes. Venator is coming, and I freaking love this guy. 90 points for the Venator 1, so, you know, probably sub 100 for Venator 2. Uh, some of the stuff we're seeing here is four shields on the front, three on the sides, two on the rear. Salvo arc is one, one, one. Uh, the Venator two is a three command, five squadron, four engineering, with nine hull. I, oh, fuck, fuck. Five, five squadron. squadron. Yeah. With blue black. Uh. Yeah. Uh, I know fuck. it's gonna be nuts. Plo Koon looks like one of the commanders. It looks like he deals with squadrons. And he, when a friendly squadron is attacking uh, something that is a distance one to three of a ship, the attacker may set an, a, a die to an accuracy icon or something. Improving the effectiveness of my squadrons? Yes, please. I'll take it. Yeah. Don't like Plocoon already. Venator 1 looks like reds and blacks, kind of like a victory one, whereas the Venator 2 trades out, I think, one of each for like 2 2 2 on the front. Mm -hmm. And it looks like the Venator 1 has fleet command. Is that what the upgrade is called? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's got officer, gunnery team, fleet command, offensive, uh, ordnance, and turbo laser. Yeah, and I hope that the Venator 2 has. Um, 
ion slot because no ship in the Republic has one yet. And I'm misleading shots. Yeah. Um, but I'm also wondering if the vendor two would have like, uh, I don't know, five squadron. It seems like a lot. Five squadron is so fucking many, dude. Like, you don't understand. It's six with a token. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah, it's nuts. I'm so And you so get hyped. nav officer, and you just get the tokens. Yep. I don't That's know how, how I'm going to deal with six, dude. You're pushing squadrons. I mean, more I than could expand hangar bay. Squadrons. Expanded hangar bay. I could do a seven squadron activation. The Venator two is not going to have expanded hangar bay. It's not going to have offensive. It has no five way. squadron. You're telling me that? Okay, so here's what you're saying. When you say that the Venator two doesn't have offensive retrofit, this is what you're saying. Either the the Venator one is the only is the carrier, quote unquote, of them, right? Mm-hmm. And that means that both Venators have five squadron activations. Or you're saying that the the Venator two has more squadron command, but is worse at commanding squadrons. Not worse, just limited. I can command more. You're but obsessed. Be you're obsessed with ships not having the offensive retrofit. No, it cannot have offensive retrofit. You can't push seven squadrons in a turn. You just can't do that. I am going to do it to you soon. Oh, man, Look at these you. arcs. Aren't these arcs wild? No, it's ISD arcs. Look how far back the front arc. Oh like, wait, yeah. What angle the fuck? Why is. is it so far back? That looks so weird. It's like. It seems like it's actually going to be pretty good at double arcing. Let me see. Let me see. I got an ISD right here. That's... No, that's an ISD arc. It starts behind the peg? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got an ISD right here. That's just an ISD arc. That's pretty what I've nice. been dealing with for fucking five years. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. 90 points, nice and cheap. I'm going to command all Clone the squadrons. Yeah. And it's got like an Ahsoka officer, and it's got some weird... I don't know what to call that card. Maybe that's a new fleet command. That'd be cool. And Luminara, I think, is the other commander, right? Plo and Luminara. Who the fuck is this bitch? Because this is not Luminara. Ferris? No, fucking on Luminara's card. Looking like she wants to be Luminara, but she's not. <laughs> You're just complaining Why about she looks the art? So fucking weird. Yeah, it's very... Dude, like, like, look at her art and then go... The Luminara Squadron? That's Luminara. <laughs> Who the fuck is this? Who's this yellow bitch? I don't know, but what I will say is while a friendly ship or unique squadron is defending, after the spend defense token step, if it spent fewer than two, it may ready one of its defense tokens it did not spend, or choose another friendly ship at one to five and ready one of that ship's defense tokens. So Grievous was like, hey, for 20 points, if something dies, I'm going to get a defense token back. And Luminara's like... Anytime anyone spends a defense token, I'm going to get a defense token back. Well, a single defense token. Okay, yeah, but like that happens a lot. It does happen a lot, especially for squadrons. And there's like salvo around, right? So like, let's say I like have to brace redirect with my Venator, right? And then Wait, like... why the fuck is that a reality? Let's so say some your, big... Your fucking squadron can defend. A and unique re- squadron can defend and refresh a ship token? Yes, dude. Yes. 
That's what I'm saying. Dude, fuck these Jedi. These Jedi are so fucking annoying. So, like... Any of these Jedi, any of these Jedi squadrons, like, like, Jedi officers, It Jedi actually makes Axe... It off. makes Axe even better because any oh nearby ship gets... Any nearby squadron gets shot at and he can just spend a token for them to reduce damage by one and then you're just, like, using his tokens to refresh, like, your brace on your Venator, right? Like The only saving grace is that if you take Luminara Commander, you can't have Luminara Squadron. Because can you imagine Luminara Squadron with Luminara Commander and Axe? I ain't doing any damage. <laughs> what do you think of this Barris officer? While defending after the bloody blah declares the defending... What? Okay, you, you can spend a redirect after an opponent declares you as an attack, yep. your hull zone, and you can change it to a different hull zone. Change which hull zone's getting shot at? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god my guy my guy that's so nuts basically barris says if you're getting shot at with a whole zone that has no shields you can spend a redirect to change it to another whole zone that does have shields right but i'm spending like the redirect just to do that yeah you can't you can't spend it again during that attack because that's still within the same attack right you can't spend multiple times you know right. everyone knows the rule but um Seems weird and niche. I wonder. How really good. She is. This is really good. Like, imagine like all the times that you swing around to the side arc of my acclimator to avoid the four shields, right? Yeah. I'm spending the redirect. I before you can even accuracy it, right? You can also do it for squadrons. It's right? after you're declaring the defending hull zone, so I can just spend yeah. the redirect, oh, and before you can accuracy it, now you're. Definitely attacking my front arc. You mean before I can crack an accuracy it? Yeah, exactly. Hmm. And you can do it for squadrons. So like you can just spend it and be like you're you're attacking the side now and not my shields down side arc, you know? Yeah. And then brace and then And then refresh it with Luminara. They go together really well. I mean if you don't spend the brace, then yes. I think like Luminara so like I think that the Venator 2 must have a defensive retrofit in probably in maybe instead of the Fleet Command one. Um, maybe. Yeah, and yeah, then, maybe. That seems like or maybe, sense. you know, it's just additional, right? But or Luminara. Defensive instead of the offensive. Don't, because that's, that's, what not, they did, that's what they did with the comms frigate. Maybe, but then they both have five squadron, and I will still be happy. Um, you know what? That might be fine. Ven so so you take your Venator 2 with a defensive retrofit, Luminar, Bears, and ECM. So I can always make sure to spend my brace with my ECM. I can always get my and redirect. Then you spend the redirect, yeah. And then uh oh, man. And then sucks. like four damage to the side, locking the brace, which would actually penetrate two to the hull, like now becomes two damage on the front shields. It's like crazy. Fuck. Yeah, I like that. And I love that they're like a combo wombo. That's cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really hyped for the Venator. Um, let's go. That's all I have to say. Can't wait to see the Ahsoka officer. Um, Pelta. Pelta, Pelta, Pelta. No, no. Fucking Tarkin. Tarkin Tarkin's bro. on the Pelta, dude. No, you don't know. He, it's, he's with the, the picture of the ship. Mm -mm. No, that's wrong. So I'm going to talk about Pelta, and then I'm going to talk about the cards that come with Pelta, including Tarkin. So first of all, happy to see this small base guy come in here. Happy to see the medical frigate has the fleet, uh, the the fleet support, mm -hmm. the fucking flotilla upgrade, um, and a defensive retrofit. Like I don't know what that's doing there. Um, 
but yeah, I, I like this guy. He's basically like, you know, he's going to be great. I have Bomber Command Center on him. I don't have to bring um, Radiant 7 all the time anymore. Like I can have a couple of these guys be basically overpriced flotillas um, mm -hmm. for engineering. So that'll be cool to like siphon off engineering with uh, the project projection experts, right? Because it's actually a small, cheap ship that has a lot of engineering points. So that's really cool. Oh, what the fuck? Four engineering? Yeah. Does, does the Rebel Pelt have four? Um, I don't know. As someone who plays with it all the time, uh, I don't know, because I only squadron command on it. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, it does. The assault ship does. Weird. And it's two clicks at one and one and one at two. But that's a modified Pelta. And the Rebel Pelta, actually, the front arc has one additional black die compared to the transport. Yeah. And so I well, assume... Well, we've got the transport frigate and the medical frigate. Yeah. And so I assume the medical frigate will be dice more like the command, which is like probably going to be two red and a blue. Yeah. Um, as opposed to reds and blacks, it'll be reds and blues. And I'm hoping for evade, redirect, brace, the classic trio. It's cheap, 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 cheap. Yeah. So I, I wonder if the... So the medical frigate, right? Like... They're both going to have support teams. I hope that the... Oh gosh. So I see neither of these as being good at pushing squadrons. Like, the Pelta was like a really good small base squadron pusher. You could get your three squadron activations. You know, you could do your... All, all that shit, especially... Um, you know, it had the offensive retrofit and all that, right? Mm-hmm. But the transport frigate doesn't have an offensive retrofit, and the medical frigate only pushes two squadrons. So I don't see... But, you know, the Republic has a lot of things to push squadrons, so I'm not worried about it. Um, transport frigate will be great as a much nicer flotilla, and the medical frigate will be really cool in terms of supporting maybe feeding shields uh, and doing some other cool stuff to, to screw with the enemy. I might be buying two of these. Um, because one Oh, of, really? Yeah, I, I mean... Uh, in my head, I was like, I'm definitely buying one, right? Because how can I not buy one? But because one of them can be a flotilla, um, I'll probably buy two. I could see myself like two of these and an acclimator and a venator, right? And one of them is my flotilla. One of them is feeding shields everywhere. And then like the Aki and the venator are like, you know, pushing squadrons. I could also see myself running three acclimators so, or three venators. So who knows? What do you think of this? three Venators is not going to do it, dude? That's not enough points. Uh, well, it's two seventy. Oh, Ninety. It's two seventy, oh, right? 90. For three. Uh. So then two seventy plus uh, Luminara for twenty five. So now you're at three hundred, and then you have a hundred points of squadrons. What do you Man, mean? That's gonna suck ass. I won't need three Venators because I'm going to activate all seven squadrons with one with one go. Let's go fuck yourself. What do you think of this back card, Relief Mission? Relief Mission. Is that what this yeah. is? I just see Mission. I'm, I'm, I know, but like, I'm just ex extrapolating from the card art. I mean, it's when Bail Organa went to Ryloth for the Relief Mission, right? Yeah. With the, with the Pelta? I mean, what more do you want? Why is there an upgrade card that says Relief Mission? Well, what and then the text do? that it also shows us is increased... 
something zero points, right? Or by 10 points, 20 points. What if it increases your victory points? What if it gives you, yeah, like an objective token, like giving you extra victory points would be cool? That would be cool. I don't know. There's there's like freaking two words on this card, so I it have could no be idea. like it could be like a fleet support upgrade. I think it will. I think it, it. I think it definitely would be fleet support, right? And it could be something like, um, if the ship is like in the enemy's deployment zone, you can spend like a squadron token and increase your victory points. That'd be interesting. That would be fucking cool. Oh, and I want to um, stake my claim right now on the Venator all, all, uh, Venator 1 art. Is that an Architon in the background? Um, let's see. Either way, Republic Architons is coming next, I think. I don't know. They got, they got like a weird fucking chip in there. There's also Captain Silver, which does something with your Navigate commands, and Admiral Tarkin, which is basically the last thing on this ship that I want to talk about. What do you think about Admiral Tarkin? I think nothing of Admiral Tarkin. I think he's think nothing? bad. I think he's really bad. Why? It's <sighs> not bad. I don't know, man. At this, okay, like just compare him to like some of the other commanders, right? So at the start of each ship phase, you take a command token off this card, and then that one ship gets a dial, or all friendly ships get a token, right? Tokens are good. Tokens are better than they were. Tokens are better yeah. than they were. So, like, I guess I could have, like... Like, I could think of him as, like, well, what if I gave you 30... If I costed you 30 points, and it said, you know, your Venator gets double dials every turn, right? That seems pretty good. That is really good. But, you know, what if I told you, you know, for 30 points... But you're not, if you you're, get, not, you're, not, you're not getting it, though. Uh, tell me. What am I not getting? Fleet commands. Huh? Start of the ship phase is the same timing as fleet commands. So you load up your tokens, you spend your tokens for fleet commands, you get your command tokens back from Admiral Tarkin. You have constantly flushed fleet command tokens. You always have all fighter to follow me on. All of your arcs are always going to be three now. That's what Admiral Tarkin says. Huh. It's does uninteractable. It, does it happen? Okay, so... So... Mm, this might be better than I thought. So, exactly. for example, could I use it to refresh ECM? Does that happen at the start of the fish ship phase, or does that happen in the command phase? I think that happens before the command phase. Right. But so, fleet commands, they, act, they activate during the ship phase. At the start of the ship phase. Yeah. Which is so the same, time the same timing. Right. Now, now, okay, at the start, okay, are, are you saying that with Admiral Tarkin, he could discard a squadron command token and give a Venator a squadron command dial that happens immediately? No. What do you mean no? It says gain a matching command dial. Yeah, but you can't resolve command commands outside of the ship activation. So it just puts a command dial. Yeah, and then when you reveal your dial, you have that additional dial. Mm. Because that would be fucking. 
Yeah. Interesting. But I mean, dial all nabs on your Venator with seven squadron command, you know? And then have Admiral Tarkin with three or four squadron command tokens and then put engineering on him. And if you need engineering, you mulligan it. Is is that better than having all squadron commands on my Venator and having fail to give it a nav plus engineering on the same turn for a triple command dial? I think fail is stronger for a shorter period of time, but yeah. Admiral Tarkin is better for a longer period of time. For every turn, he's doing something. Yeah, Bale, he can go hard on one turn, two turns, then he's done. Yeah, but I mean Tarkin, you can you can do a nav dial if you need it. Yeah, at turn one, turn two, turn three, turn four, and it can be any command tokens that you want. I just feel like if I narrowed it down, like, am I just putting like what what token do I want to spread to all of my ships? I guess concentrate fire. And then I put clone uh, gunners. Gunners, maybe. And then they're just like sucking the life out of everything else. Like, that seems good. Yeah, I mean, it seems good. Because it is good. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. It seems good. I guess guess I'll think about it. And there's also going to be a new fleet command. Like a new, new one. Yeah. And the Pelta has the fleet command option as well. So you can have a Pelta. Well, I think we only have confirmed that the Pelta has a fleet support. No. In the line on FFG's site, the Pelta comes with a new fleet command. Oh, so that must be the medical frigate. The medical frigate has a fleet command option. Okay, I dig that. So you can have a Pelta with a fleet command, double Venator with another fleet command, and Tarkin can charge all that shit. Yeah, you could. It just charges it. Yeah. And it's a new one. We've, We've already got fleet commands for every command token. So you can double up. You mean like whatever you know? token this one requires, if I spend that token, I could activate both fleet commands potentially. Exactly. That's really good. It is really good. Like, let's, let's I just, see. like, are you taking, like, is he better than Lumi though? Because Lumi's really good. I mean, better is, is weird. Lumi seems like she'll be really defensive. Yeah. But having more dials, I feel, is better in the long run. More dials is good. Because after a while, like just because you have green defense tokens doesn't mean your ship isn't going to die. That's true. And then when Luminaro's dead, she's dead. When Tarkin's dead, he's dead. So. Still, yeah, but you can you know, use navs, nav dials, and get out of the way. Yeah. Charge up all your shit. I mean, I feel like Tarkin's really good. I feel like he's really good. I'm excited, dude. I think like when this wave hits, it's gonna be like like Clone Wars is gonna go from like basically seeing the same two ships on the board all the time to like a huge variety of ships. I agree. You know, because even like running a few Peltas seems fine because they're basically like slow kind of CR ninety dice ish cheap point like forty five points. You know, it's not like sixty points anymore. Yeah, and like they're doing all kinds of crazy shit. You know, you've got like. Now you have two different large bases you can go for. Like, it's going to be really cool. I'm here for it. I like that they're coming with double commanders. I feel like it's, it's fucking great. I'm going to take first player. 
and I'm going to last first you with my Venator, and it's going to activate 14 squadrons. Fuck off. I'm going to do it. God damn. I'm going to do it. I don't it. know why Republic is activating more squadrons than the Separatists. And maybe, what? maybe with Plo Koon as my commander, my squadrons are going to, you know, maybe he'll be the Sloan of the Republic. Like, like who's designing this fucking game? Like, you have the strong-ass squadrons. You should be activating three. I should be activating five. I got more to activate. That's true. God damn it. But you can activate them during the squadron phase with hyperwave boost or whatever. That isn't fucking good. It's not good. Yeah. I'm just ready for the fucking recusants, dude. They're so cool. Do you think the other one is going to have double flak? I hope so. The light well, I destroyer? Hope I like a, well, like a blue-black or something to deal with all your squadrons. Well, I think it will be more like a blue-red, right? Because it's, the other one's got red? There's not going to be blue-red. What about red-black? Maybe. Maybe blue-blue or red-black isn't very good. With OE, blue, blue it's okay. Blue-black. Uh, okay, think about this. Recusant light destroyer, right? With Ordnance mm -hmm. Experts and LTT, red-black suddenly becomes okay. <laughs> Rerolling both of them. That is, that is true. And that does become okay. And if you decide you know to turn the red die into, what is it, double black or add two black, if you only attack one you target? Add two black, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then you're so rerolling it with OE? And rerolling the red with LTT. I mean, it could be good. I don't think they'll do red-black, though. I think it'll be blue-black. We'll see. <laughs> frankly because of that seems good mm -hmm. alright well that's our show thanks for watching yep bye